for the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the hundred and fourth time, and last time, as an independent podcaster, I am not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. Yes, I said it. We are selling out for almost some money. The uh, the good folks over at uh, Blue Wire Pods have picked up the podcast. And so Doug, Trevor, and I will be part of the Blue Wire family. This is the last podcast that we'll be doing for at least a year as independent, grungy. Well, I mean, I'm still doing this from my garage, so it doesn't really change that much. It just changes. It's it's more change for me than it is for you. The only adjustment you're going to have to make is that this will also be the last episode where there's no ads. So ads are coming to the Nacho Flacco podcast. The bag is is not as big as the education I'll be getting. It'll it's not as important as the friends that I'll make along the way. Um, no, I'm really excited for this. It's a weird step up. It's cool to be wanted. They reached out to us and we're like, hey, you guys don't sound like complete idiots all the time. And we think you might want to not sound like complete idiots all the time with our logo in the corner of your podcast artwork. And, uh, and that was, that was intriguing to me. So, um, I mean, Blue Wire is, has, uh, like a kid to and Greg Olson run their podcast through them. Like they're a Silicon Valley company that's raised a ton of money. Um, I'm not getting much of it really at all at all like this isn't this isn't the uh the experience from this will be more valuable than than the money for now maybe the money will come i don't know i'm doing this for fucking free right now so what do i care but the important thing is is you guys are going to hear some ads <laughs> so um anyways i appreciate you guys without all of your support over the the last year 13 months, except for maybe that month that I was down. So call it 12 months without Doug's support and Trevor's support without the hockey corner, you know, none of this, none of this, um, would be possible. And I don't know what this is yet in terms of like the thing that we're making possible, but it'll be different and I'll take different. And it's a learning experience. So all you kids out there, take your learning experiences. Now, sure, if this thing were to blow up tomorrow and I'm signed to, to Blue Wire, I'm giving up some money. But I don't care. I'm doing this because I like talking football with my boys. I like interacting with you guys. I like hearing what you guys have to say. I love reading the reviews. I like seeing it grow. And I think it'll grow faster with Blue Wire. So that's the bet. So... Um, thank you to all of you that have been here since day one or that have joined on before we became part of big podcast industrial complex, but, uh, it's an exciting, exciting time for us. Slightly nerve wracking. I don't know why I'm just going to be doing the same damn thing. I have to read ads. I don't, I don't ever, I don't read anymore. They sent me the contract and I'm like, I Send this to my lawyer friend. Anyways, so um, they wanted us. We said yes. And so now we're married for like a year. 
So, anyways, um, on this week's podcast, the draft grades. You're not going to believe this, but we go a little deep on the Browns, who had a good pod or a good draft. We go a little deep on the Giants. We go not so deep on the Niners because I've talked about them a bunch. But uh, then we just look at Doug handed out 14 A's and in terms of draft grades. And I don't think we need to go through all of the teams that got A's. We'll release those uh, probably in a post. Uh, Doug's new at is not Mel Kuyper. So go follow him at not Mel Kuyper. And the other thing is, oh, and then we did like the worst, like we did the four worst drafts because nobody ever talks about that. Everybody's like, ah, this guy did the best draft and this guy did the best draft. Then we talk about like NFL media and like the rumor exchange mill thing that, that spun so out of control over the Mac Jones thing. And looks like it's doing the same thing with the Aaron Rodgers thing. And then we loop back around to what's up with Kirk cousins. The Vikings just drafted a quarterback. And of course the hockey corner. So anyways, thank you to everyone. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. More podcasts coming along the way after the goat god i hope i can bring the goat with me i gotta switch systems they better have a goat button this is all null and void if i don't have a goat button i'm warning you after the goat not joe and the boys all right we are back we've got uh we got not joe trevor and now officially not mel kuyper Instagram.com slash not Mel Kuiper. Doug is uh Doug has updated his his uh his username. So just now. Just now. Be the yeah. first. Yeah. Feels Be the good. first follower. Feels good. 10 13 p.m. Pacific time. Legend was born. Yeah. So, I like the draft. Yeah, it's a, a Doug's a big fan. And I'm a big fan of Doug liking being a big fan. And I'm a big fan of you liking Doug being a big fan. It's just it's just this circle jerk of fandom. Oh, it ah, sounds yeah, like it, it really just sounds like you're watching from the corner. <laughs> yeah, get involved, Trevor. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So, turns out there was an NFL draft this week, week weekend. This last week, last week. Uh huh. Weird not having the draft on Sunday. I still haven't adjusted to that. Yeah, it's uh, I I I like how they spread it out. I mean, technically, it was right third day. Give you no room to Thursday, breathe. Friday, Saturday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday. Yep. Oh wow, yeah, that's right. No more. Weird. I just yeah, like I haven't, I just haven't adjusted to it. That's all. Yeah, some of those days were pretty brutal though. Back then. <laughs> those were some long ass days. Yeah, what they used to go first one through three, and then four through seven. Or one I and two, so. then five, then three through seven. I forget how they did. Yeah, something like that. But boy, I'll tell you what, Cleveland, they knocked it out of the park. Great draft, Cleveland. That seems to be I mean, I saw you you retweeted or something on your on your personal on Twitter about uh PFF gave them an A plus. Yeah, man. I mean they had I don't know, I mean, I don't know how close you guys were paying attention. But, I mean, they had, like, good music in between. They had, like, funny characters up on the stage for each team, like fans of the year and all the shit. And I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Nobody, like, yeah. not a whole lot of booing at Goodell, which, I mean, he might deserve, but. People yeah, are just, happy, feelers, to, people are just happy to be around other people at this point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I thought they did a good job. I think uh, I was reading an article today about how they're going to now start trying to develop all that lakefront property putting a bunch of businesses in there so we'll see what happens but yeah successful draft cleveland good job making the world a better place what the brownies can do with a win huh yeah i mean (laughs) all things are pointing up (sighs) well doug i mean we're still in draft territory so this is this is like this is still your pod man so what um who what may okay listen we're going to talk about the browns we'll just start with the browns yes what sealed what was the pick that sealed your happiness with their draft 
this year? Um, I, I mean, the first two, the first three picks were honestly all perfect picks. Um, I really liked Newsom. I thought he was the third best cornerback in the draft. And we got him at 26. I was kind of upset we didn't draft uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, but I was happy with the pick. And then sure enough, the next day, we trade up a couple spots and we get Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. So we got two top 25 players in the draft at 26 and 52. So I think that pretty much cemented a good weekend for the Browns. Um, They got the fastest player in the draft, Anthony Schwartz, in round three. And then the rest of the guys they got were just solid um, depth picks, guys that are going to be backups, some guys that can be good on special teams. They had their last pick, sixth round, Demetric Felton is a – kind of reminds me of Eric Metcalf. Uh, he's a guy that's going to run the ball, catch the ball. Yeah. So I thought that was a good late-round pick. Um, so I love the drip Browns draft. I mean, anybody that can remind you of the, the Browns' glory years is – it's got to be a good pick. Yeah, he's not he's not like super fast, but he like he just makes guys miss and he breaks a lot of tackles and he plays running back and receiver. He's a little guy, so those are guys you can root for. What's it gonna I mean, how does it feel knowing that the Browns, all of the Browns picks might not even make the team? And not for the reason they usually don't make the team. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. I mean, like I said, those first three picks. Um, the first two on defense are exactly what the Browns need. Um, I mean, looking at Brown's Twitter, I kept getting pissed off because there was like, we don't need a linebacker. Um, yeah. Did you see Chad Henney outrun Goodson? Chad Henney, <laughs> you know, there's memes about it, but he outran one of our linebackers on third and 17 and got a, you know, got fourth and in inches. So I think we needed some speed at linebacker. I'm, I'm happy that you guys think, oh, we got six linebackers in our four, two, five, and that's good enough. But they're all slow as fuck. So maybe get the best, fastest linebacker in the draft at 52. So, yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> Is he fast because of the heart condition or in spite of it? The blood's <laughs> flowing in that heart. And, on, and if you had a heart issue, where would you want to go? Oh, right next to the Cleveland Clinic, the best heart fucking facility in the wor- country? Maybe the world, I don't know. Uh, so he's in a perfect place. (laughs) (laughs) So he's going to play play nine, 10 games a year within what a 15 minute helicopter ride of the Cleveland clinic. Yeah. Not even destiny. Yeah. Plus his heart is fine. So (laughs) plus on top of that, there's nothing wrong with his heart. Yeah. So we got that going for us. that's Um, that's, That's apparently the reason he dropped. Yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, there's also, you know, he's scheme-specific, I guess. There's definitely teams that don't run a defense for a player like him. Um, but, like I said. he's little, right? He's 6'1", 220. Same, I mean, he's a half inch shorter than Darius Leonard for the Colts, who's one of the best linebackers in football. Um, yeah, I don't I, – I mean, the, the Niners, the, the, the Seattle-style defense um, – loves the and this is what where the game's going you've got to be able to cover assholes like kyle pitts like yeah kittle and kelsey and you know it's like you can't be you know you're not there's no levon kirkland's running around anymore at 280 pounds playing middle linebacker so yeah and i mean in college they call it the rover position it's the linebacker slash safety will linebacker weak side linebacker whatever the fuck you want to call it the guy can cover the slot he can line up a defensive end and pass rush if he has to he can line middle linebacker safety so jack of all trades yeah that's it's a arguably the most dynamic defensive position but i would say he is one of the he was one of the best picks in the draft and that's why the browns got an a grade from me (laughs) who what other what other teams got what other teams had really good drafts you know, to be honest with you, there I was kind of looking through the drafts yesterday and today, and I was like, man, I want to rip some teams apart. But a lot of teams did really well. Um, I mean, if you want to stay in our in the AFC North, I thought the Bengals had a good draft. Um, obviously, getting the best wide receiver in the draft helps. 
Um, people were criticizing that for not them for not taking uh, Penny Sewell. Um, but Jamar Chase is pretty good. Um, yeah, you got to make that pick. You got to make that pick. They got their lineman in the second round, Clemson tackle Jackson Carmen, who's not Penny Sewell, but he's a guy if you develop a year behind uh, the guy that they picked up, Sharif or whatever his name is. Um, it's pretty good. But they got a good pat, two good pass rushers after that. Some big defensive linemen. They got one of the best centers in the draft, the Georgia center, Trey Hill, in the later rounds. So I thought the Bengals had an A draft. I know you don't want me giving out the pluses and minuses, so it would have been a Yeah, well, I want, I want, <laughs> I want a D's and F's. Like, I need it to look yeah. like, like my fucking report card, not like <laughs> – like, nothing bugs me more than getting to the end of – this is, this is a decent segue. Nothing bugs me more than getting to the end of the draft. And then nobody – like, the lowest grade on there is like a C-. minus. Like, if the – if we're being honest here and half of these guys aren't going to work out, then like, it's almost like if, if we're grading on a curve, like it's like, we're already grading on a curve and we, and we haven't even seen these guys play. Like we're grading as if uh, it's just, anyways, it, it, I, I would just, well, I mean, draft grades the day after the draft are pretty stupid, right? Like it takes three to five years to really truly do it. But all these guys, you see the potential, you see the, see uh, teams hitting needs so that's what i'm basing off of but yeah i mean for the first time i actually saw an argument in favor of draft grades that i liked and the argument was we spend six or nine months studying these guys what's so wrong about saying you get an a you get a b you get a c based on everything we know now it's like yeah that doesn't the game's not played on paper and nobody gives a shit about the draft grades and it's not going to impact anything but i like the argument of like Hey, a lot of thought went into preparing for this. So why don't we just, you know, let's be okay. Let's normal as, as the kids say, let's normalize draft grades. Okay. Anyways, hey, I just hey. I just want to normal here's what I want to normalize. Hand out a fucking D every once in a while. That's all I want. <laughs> um, I have I graduated by the with way, D's. These guys will be fine. Come on. You're you're talking to the guy that's staring at a piece of paper with all the NFL teams and a grade next to him. So I so I'm there. <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah no i gave out one f and two d's so do you, should we start at the bottom and work our well, way okay up? so let's just let's just go through here how many a's did you give out uh three four five six seven eight nine ten did eleven you go in, did you go into eight did you go into minus plus and minuses with i, the, I, with I, the for, I forbade him i forbade yeah, he him told me not to. so i have 14 a's Okay. I wanted D's, Trevor. I didn't want like a fucking C minus minus. I was like, we're gonna, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna stake a claim here on not Joe Flacco the podcast. All right, so eleven, you said eleven A's, fourteen A's, fourteen. Okay, which oh, is shit. less than three of the draft things I was looking at. So okay, I saw one that had Strict nineteen. Grader. I saw one that had twenty. That's horseshit. Yeah. Right? What is this participation? Era right. bullshit. Not everybody needs an A. Right. Fuck. Get off my get off my lawn. Right. Um, how, how, about right. we, how about we how about we do how about we do friends of the podcast teams first, and then and then go on to the 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 Fs and the Ds and work our way up. How about that? Does that sound good. Sure. So so we're, we're, we we want to get to the Giants then, is what? Yes. Yeah. Doug. Yeah, um, let's talk about the New York football giants. Tre- I mean, Trevor, do you want to kick us off with any insight you had? Did you like the, what they did? Okay, so, you know, on the team's Instagrams and things like that, um, you know, after they make a pick, they, they say, oh, da, da, da. And it's like, for the love of God, okay, we, we got this. Can we please, you know, pick up some linemen? Yep. And offensive lineman and uh apparently the team even put out something saying we are very confident in our line and we need to develop them okay so with that they did really well not (laughs) drafting linemen (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i i'd say um tony tony looks good um I think he's going to be 
I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna make some impact for sure. Um, well, we got the cornerback after him, a pretty big corner, and uh, our corners always need some help. So I like that. Um, we got some D linemen. So um, I mean, I think it's probably you know B. I give him. What do you yep. think? Though? I gave him a B, and uh, yeah, you hit it on the head. I I really like their first three picks. Kadarius Tony is a make you miss wide receiver that can break tackles by juking dudes and running through them. Mm-hmm. So I like him a lot. I thought that was a great pick at 20. And, and you got to remember too, you traded down and gained a first round pick in next year's draft. Right. So, right. so that, that was a win. has a lot of value. Um, yeah. So who'd they, tra- yeah. who'd they trade with? Bears? That was to, Bears. to get. Yeah. Yeah. That that, was that's to get the Bears fields. That might be a good pick. Like the Bears might still not be better than a third place team in that division. Well, if Fields does what we think he can, then it should be. But good. I mean, that they, they, but they're still got to go up against the Packers, and they've still got to go up against the Vikings, and yeah, it's true. Um, so another, you know, another, and now the the Jared Goff led you know Detroit Lions don't sleep on them. Yeah, like I said, I think they're a third place team. Like I think the Bears are a third place team. Yeah. So like that could that's a middle of the first round pick next year, almost for sure. I'd bet. Yeah. So picking up an extra first rounder, getting a dynamic wide receiver getting one of the best pass rushers in the second round who everybody thought was going to go in the twenties, you got him at 50. Yeah. And then a fast cornerback from central Florida, those three picks, those are guys that are going to help you. The other yeah. three guys uh, they got after that, I'm not familiar with. I'll be honest with you. There's teams that drafted yeah, players and yeah. I know every single player and the last three guys you got, I don't know. So that's why you got to be, could have been. I did not draft. like, I did not like that running back pick whatsoever. Gary Brightwell. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck are we drafting a running back for at all? Take alignment. Take alignment. You know, sometimes those late round (laughs) picks, they turn into special teams guys that really contribute. So I don't know anything about Gary Brightwell. Um, No, nothing. That's a name. That's a made up name. I don't like saying it. Yeah. That's a Madden generated (laughs) name for sure. Yeah. So Gary Brightwell, Arizona. Uh, but I, I mean, dude, you got to be happy. I mean, a B. I'm, I'm sorry, B plus uh, or not. But it was, it was a, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a B draft. I mean, it was good. I thought the Giants did well. Other, what I you, mean, if they got, if they would have got a lineman. I, I would say maybe an A. Yeah. What about Ellerson Smith? Do you know anything about Ellerson Smith? No. Again, man generated name. That's a good yeah. one, Ellerson. Ellerson North, is strong. Northern Iowa. Yeah, Northern Iowa had tall, skinny, two, tall, two skinny linebacker. Um, so they got that going for him. Northern Iowa. How about that? Another, yeah, the Aaron, Aaron Robinson, I think he looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he was also a guy that went a little He's later big. than I thought would go. That's yeah. yeah, good cover guy from Central Florida. Central Florida got some fast guys, man. They've had a good yeah. program the last couple of years. And uh, the other corner of Darius Williams. Was that Oklahoma State? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Oklahoma I State. I just know. I've just seen his name, but I don't know. I didn't see too much play of him. Yeah. And it was Aziz, man, Aziz looks fucking sick. Yeah. Aziz, I mean, Ojalari? Ojalari, yeah. yeah. He had one of the best pass rushing grades in college football last year. So I, I thought that he's, uh, he's a 3 4 nine, Yeah, 3 4. I thought the uh, Niners linebacker. had taken him. Because they were the it said the pick is in, and maybe it was Booger was Booger on the ESPN. Yeah, yeah, Booger was like, "This is the guy, but Plas Rusher." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Opposite Nick Bosa, let's do this. And then they're like, "Okay," and now the 49ers pick, and I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess we're not we're not drafting the defensive end. That's okay though. Yeah, that's okay." How did the Niners do? Niners had a great draft. A um, B. A, A, uh, a, a I a, gave B, them B, a, 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 I did give a, them an A. Look at that. Look at that. Trey Lawrence, uh, I mean, Trey Lance got drafted to the best situation. He, I think he's probably going to be the best quarterback in this draft. I think him and this sounds weird, but I think him and Mac Jones are going to be the two best quarterbacks in this draft because of the situations they're in and they're both good. Um, but yeah, I like the Trey Lance pick. Uh, I thought like, like you've been saying, you got to move up in the draft to take a dynamic player. 
and they did that. So, and then, I mean, we, you think I'm going to say something bad about Notre Dame offensive lineman, Aaron Banks, this guy. His basketball Adrian, highlights, his basketball highlights are fun. Dude, he is a dancing bear. He is a refrigerator on wheels. That guy is a big man that can move. Um, that was he the was knock on him that he couldn't move. Like, so I don't, that was everybody I mean, was like, I wonder how he's going to fit. Blah, blah, blah. He's too, he's too big. I don't know if these people don't uh, I mean, just watch football. Yeah, or there's, there's highlights of this guy pulling left and right, doing screen passes and, you know, he's a left guard, but he also, you know, Notre Dame had one of their tackles go down. He stepped in a tackle when he had to. Um, so, yeah, he was my favorite lineman on Notre Dame, but I kept seeing everybody rank them like third round. So I was like, well, I don't know about that. But, yeah, I really like that pick. And then you got Trey Sermon from Ohio State, who's pretty good. He's had some big games. Yeah. Um, but I, but you also got a sixth or seventh rounder running back who was very athletic. And I mean, if you, if you're a running back in the state of Louisiana, you got, you got the feet to do it. Right. Uh, so I yeah, like, he's, he ran like a got. four, three. they got a guy who ran a four, three in the sixth round. It's like, okay, all right. I trust Kyle Shanahan to do something with that. Yeah. And then, I mean, you got a very talent. I mean, you got some guys that are talented that have high ceilings. Um, Aubrey Thomas, he's probably going to be a special teams guy for you. He can return kicks to punts. He actually took a kickback against Notre Dame a couple of years I mean, ago. So, other than Banks and other than Banks, all these guys are going to be special teams players. Like, and I'm almost including Trey Lance in there. Like, you know, there, there's somebody was running their mouth. Like, you know, they might Trey Lance might make some Taysom Hill style appearances in uh, yeah. in some games this year. So. Well, if he's not we'll starting, see. he should. Because um, he can't run the ball. Like, he is a dynamic runner. Dude, I uh, clocked at like 21 miles an hour with his little GPS shoulder pad thingy on a on a QB draw. Yeah. Jesus. Which is basically a giant fuck you to the 40 times. Like, who gives a fuck about your 40 time when they got those things on, guys? Right. Seriously. Like, oh, so this guy's running 23 miles an hour in game? Okay, well, that's that's what I want to know um but yeah Niners did great I mean they're a good team and you know you get the quarterback of the future you get some some depth across the line I, Aaron Banks is gonna start I would think he fucking better yeah um and you got two running backs that you can feed and see how they do and then uh Lenora Oregon quarterback he was a good pick good cover guy he was a Diamador right yeah. Diamador Lenoir Notre Dame recruited him so I know that name <laughs> and then you got a you got a you you got a USC safety who was very productive, just has had some uh, injury issues. So okay. broken, okay. he's the, broken. The, his, the, the Niners are used to injury issues. We can we can. Help the, yeah, he's his collarbone. I think he's broken the same collarbone twice. So that's it's not that's uh, problematic. Yeah, yeah. All right, but so that's also enough, the easiest bone to break. Seven pounds enough, of pressure. En enough about our teams. Who fucked up? Yeah. Okay. So starting at the bottom, um, I am going to say my only F grade was, do you guys want to guess? Saints. Uh, nope. Seahawks. Raiders. So both, so both teams you said were D's. Um, so you're on the right path. I gave an F to the Texans. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that should have been yeah. that should have been my default to, answer. When your first, your I mean, so their first what their first and second pick um, were traded for Larry Tunstall in this draft. So that's like an automatic D, right? Right there, like you've started at D. Yeah. Um, and then they get a quarterback who's. I mean, this is at pick 67, so it's not that terrible. But Davis Mills started 11 games at Stanford in his career. Um, so that was kind of a shit pick, I thought. Um, he's got the talent. He was a high-rated recruit, but the guy can't stay healthy, and he hasn't played in a lot of games. So I don't know. Maybe he'll – you know, he's probably going to get an opportunity because Deshaun Watson is – I don't know if he's playing football this year. I mean, they've got Tyrod uh, Taylor. It's not like they're lacking for 
I mean, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. They're, they're I, a team I, with not a lot of talent and not a lot of picks. So that's not good. Yeah, um, going four and going four and 12 or whatever it was. And then not having a first or a second round pick is not going to lead to good outcomes. Usually. Yeah. They got they're a big Michigan bad. wide receiver, Nico Collins. He's a big target. Um, I don't know how good he's going to be. They got a tight end that can't block, but it's a pretty good receiver. And then the other two guys, Roy Lopez, which I mean, a show on TBS, just that sounds a terrible name. Garrett Wallow. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so I thought they had between the Laramie Tunstall trade and the guys that they acquired, I do not think they got any better. So and, they but got, we the got but we got the D's right. You did. You did. You want to, let's see here. Is that the solo, that the solo F? That's the only F I gave. Yep. But I, uh, I do have a couple of D's. I can't wait to like log in to some goddamn NFL draft site and somebody's given the Texans a, a B plus or something. They've given up 27 A's and the Texans <laughs> get a B plus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, man, they're at the bottom right now. Um, so, uh, I would say if I had to pick the second to last team, um, that was between the two teams that you guys said, the Aints and the Seahawks, I would say probably the second worst draft was the Seahawks. And it's going to be a similar line of thinking. Um, you traded two first round picks for safety, Jamal Adams and air air quotes are on the safety air quotes. Yeah. Um, I mean, are we still in the jury still out? Is that maybe that was a good trade? Maybe he can be good for them still? Or do you, what do you guys think of that trade? It's a it, two, two first rounds, Jamal Adams safety. Two, two first rounds plus they got to pay him. That's yeah. this isn't like the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. And I don't think they even gave up. They only gave up, the Steelers only gave up one first round pick for him. Yeah. But they got to keep him on his rookie contract for a while. Like Adams is. Adams is not as bad as the memes say he is and all this other shit. And, and that's fine. That doesn't mean that you should be giving up two first round picks for a guy that has to play out of position to get after the quarterback. Like you give up two first round picks for a defensive end. If he was actually a defensive end, sure. Fine. And he was going to come yeah. in and give you 12 or 15 sacks a season. Sure. Fine. But for a safety, who's got a, He's got to leave his actual responsibility on the field to go do the thing that you traded. It's just, it, it still yeah. doesn't make sense for me. Yeah. You don't give up multiple picks for anything other than a pass rusher or a quarterback. Right. It's Khalil Mack or a quarterback. Those are the only, like, those, that is what you do. Those yeah. are, that's who you give up multiple firsts for. So I didn't um, like that. But the guy so that did, so, so I was trying to figure out a way to do a meme because while, um, the Cardinals, the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Seahawks all drafted receivers that I think weighed less than 175 pounds. All of them. Yeah, Dwayne Eskridge at 56 was their first pick, um, who is, you know, maybe a good slot receiver. I don't know. He's fast. He used to play cornerback. He switched to wide receiver at Western Michigan. Um, Mel, I mean, Mel Kuyper really liked this guy, but I don't know. And then they got an undersized cornerback from Oklahoma, Trey Brown, um, who was actually really good in college. I just, uh, he's, I mean, he's 5'9", 180. I don't know how he's going to hold up in the NFL. Um, he was productive at Oklahoma, but I mean, you only, they only had three picks. Again, yeah. your team and strapped for cash. You need to build depth through the draft and you have three, you go in there with three fucking picks. Um, they did get a mammoth of a man, Stone Forsyth, offensive tackle. But, that is a uh, good like name. Six, yeah, seven, six, seven, six, eight lineman. Um, but he they got him at 208. And, I mean, that's that's the position they needed to – I would say they needed to, you know, target that position more than any other. And they he got him like in a, the, what, sixth round? He sounds like a warden in, like, Montana. Stone Forsyth. That is good. Stone. That is good. If if yeah. we saw that one in Madden, we'd be like, okay, Madden, you put down the fucking whiskey. It's okay. <laughs> right. You don't. 
you don't have to make every name memorable. He's got he's um, got finished Yellowstone. Yeah. So yeah, so those the some of the worst grades in this draft were because of teams sending too many picks out with not, not enough depth on the roster to get rid of that many draft picks, especially if you don't have the money to get free agents to come in. So there was one other team um, that I gave a D to. Um, a lot of other a lot of places I saw gave them a pretty good grade though. You guys want to guess that one or you want me to no just just roll that one out. I'm Packers. Out. The Green Bay Packers. Huh. Surprise. Um man, Aaron Rodgers is really upset. <laughs> Let's reach for a quarterback in the first round. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, they got a good – I mean, Eric Stokes is a good cover quarter from Georgia. No, Doug, 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 Doug. Don't they get credit for trying to go get Justin Jefferson last year and thinking about trading it for Brandon Ayuk last year? I mean, that's that's important. They tried. Yeah, well, here we are today, oh. and they fucked this pick up. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, Stokes could be good, but again – there was a lot of good wide receivers that fell to the second round that the, they could have gone after. Um, and then their second pick, they got maybe the fourth or fifth best center in the draft. I mean, they could have got, they got Josh Myers center guard from Ohio state when they could have got the Creed Humphrey guy from uh, Oklahoma or the Alabama center or the Georgia center. So I think they fucked that pick up and they did get a Rogers Clemson wide receiver, Omari Rogers, who, is a solid slot guy. So at pick 85, that's when they they got something for A-Rod, A-Rodge, whatever the fuck he wants to be called. Well, I mean, um, while, while we're here. Okay. While we're here. There's a – we're just, we're just going to segue into the Rodgers stuff for a minute. Because, sure. like, I'm just going to – I'm going to open this up to the, to the group. But – um. The Mac Jones rumors about the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan started immediately and were universally by the when, when as soon as the Niners drafted Trey Lance, it became a holy fuck, how did everybody get this so wrong? Like everybody got it so wrong. Like Michael Lombardi was like 98% of NFL teams think that Mac Jones is is going three which is mathematically impossible when you divide by 32, but whatever. Um, And everybody like Chris, uh, Chris Sims mock draft, by the way, Um, one Mac Jones at three two Justin Fields at 32. We'll just 32. Yeah. I saw that. What a dick. What (laughs) What a clickbait piece of shit. Right. Exactly. So can we, are these guys just fucking lying at this point? Like, are they just making things up as if, because listen, making things up is that's my territory. I'm a meme page. Right. I don't have sources. I don't have contacts. I don't have podcasts with professional football players on. It. I have no network in the NFL. I am the one that has, like, if you're cring- in, now you're infringing on my territory, but Besides that point, how the fuck do you just get away with this? Like Schefter, Chris Sims, Michael Lombardi, all these guys were certain, fucking certain, that Mac Jones was going three. And it, it just turned out to be like absolutely based on nothing. I mean, Shanahan and Lynch even said, we didn't tell our own fucking coaches until 20 minutes before the draft. So that brings me back to the A-Rod thing, which is, how do we know this A-Rod stuff is, isn't bullshit? Yeah, I mean, the first, like, once you're within a month or two of the actual draft, I, a lot of teams, are, I think, are just sending out misinformation um, and seeing what sticks. Because there's no – what is the advantage of telling people who you're going to pick? There's no advantage. You gain nothing from that unless you have the first pick and it doesn't matter. But, yeah, it's, right. it's definitely weird. It's, it's the silly season. But, like, okay, so – the Rogers stuff is now it started with he's unhappy. He thought he was going to get traded. 
he thought he had a handshake with the GM kind of thing over, Hey, they're going to trade me this off season. It would make sense. The problem is Rogers went out and won the MVP. And how do you get equal value? How do you win a trade when you're trading away the league MVP for a guy that couldn't even be active last season? Couldn't even be the backup quarterback last season. So the Packers are in a world of hurt right now because they probably should have, they should, probably should be trading Rodgers. They can't trade Rodgers. And it's not like they won the Super Bowl last year. And so Rodgers' entire like legacy at this point is basically the Packers didn't do enough to help me. And I'm not going to say he's wrong. I think I think I saw you put that on your story. Yeah, and I thought I thought that made a lot of sense. I concur. Yeah, like they can't. There's no good. Sen- Ro- Rogers is just Rogers is stuck, and you feel bad for Rogers as much as you could feel bad for Aaron Rodgers. In that, like, yeah, they're not helping him, but he still has a really good team around him, and they're not bad. And it's this—this this isn't like Matt Stafford being stuck on Detroit type of like, hey, let's see what he'd do with a good coach and a good team. Like, he's got a good coach, he's got a good team, but it's just not quite championship caliber. And they blew last year's draft picks. No idea. At least they drafted guys that will play this year. I didn't well, mean, they didn't like, have a choice. I mean, the center and the tackle that they got, they they have to start them. They have to start this guy at center, and they have to start their fourth or fifth round pick, Royce Newman, at right tackle. And that's assuming what's his name's back healthy, who tore his ACL last year. Yeah. So, so I just the the industry around the NFL rumor industry to me just feels like it just really really took a shit on itself like with this Mac Jones stuff. And like, it like kind of told on themselves that like when the information, when there's no information, they will fill it with bullshit or speculation, but that's fine when it's coming from, you know, a talking head or this or talking head or that. But like the, the, every time they sit there and go, it's, it, you know, I've got sources people within the team are telling me it's like who the fuck's telling you this shit ever and this is why this is why niners fans were so apoplectic why i was so apoplectic like like i know my own team better than all of these other guys i have to know my own team better than these other guys because there's no way they would do this it's fields or lance right no way you go up there for for the schlub anyways I don't know. It's hard for me to accept that the me- media might not be honest with us. <laughs> right. It's weird. It's, it's, it's slowly building fire. You don't think that they're lying? Uh, they might be lying. Trevor, you a- can't not have an opinion here. I do. I have a very strong opinion here. But yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> everything's in a 24 hour news cycle, right? <laughs> Everything's a 24-hour news cycle. You have to have something that's grabbing headlines. There's clickbait everywhere. Um, just starting with that, just starting on the business of, of ratings and what they can do and what stories they can manipulate and things like that. I mean, that, that's it's all of it in sport, especially in sports. They have to create just, some. They I have just to thought create sports something. was protected. Is all. I mean, yeah, but I mean, no, not at all. Oh boy, is this? Are we about to have the Santa Claus talk? right (laughs) no i mean but it's like you you know it's not life or death and so there's not a great reason i mean it's just it's just for money to make it up which is usually all the reason anybody in the world fucking needs to do anything but it just felt like okay you can get things wrong but no, anyways. But like yeah, the NFL, okay. Maybe this the is NFL a Santa Claus thing. The <laughs> NFL in particular has enough people in it of certain character to create news stories almost every day. 
Right. But we're not talking about, you know, the five o'clock news. We're talking about a 24-hour fucking news cycle. And it's not just ESPN. And there's people trying to compete with ESPN, right? It's, it's, there's so much there in creating a, a dialogue about something that's completely innocuous, something that's, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, let's talk about that. Can we, can we have a five-minute conversation about that and a perspective on it? Sure. Okay, there it is. It's, it's, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's – and this is where, like, Schefter – and like the Max Kellermans are supposed to be separate. Yeah. Right? Like Schefter's supposed to be telling you based off like double and triple verified sources that this yeah. is what's happening in the league, right? Max Kellerman is there to do what we're doing, which is just fucking run our mouths and, you know, try and say something that's interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, um, you yeah. Think about debate, right? Debate as like a a, a, a practice is nothing to do with the validity of an argument. Well, I'm sorry, it has everything to do with the validity of an argument, but it has nothing to do with the, the, the whether it's true or not, or whether it's false. It's whether you can argue a point to a certain extent. Right. This is why this, reasonable, this is why, this reasonable why I was doubt. a philosophy major. Right, right. <laughs> and that's what Max Kellerman can do. He's like, okay, Stephen A has one fucking you know, one angle, I'm going to take the other one. Right. Yeah, he doesn't have a choice. Otherwise, it's right. otherwise it's not a four-hour show. It's just a two-hour show. Right. <laughs> and they got to, they, they've got to find some other pair of fucking schmucks to argue. And, and listen, if they were to just trim that down to two hours, I don't know, guys. I, I feel comfortable saying we could slide in. Just saying. Right? I mean, I, I'd, listen, I'd listen to us. Hell, yeah, I would. I do listen to us. Right, me too. I, mm-hmm. I listen to the podcast the next day. Sometimes twice. Yeah, yeah. see if I hear any farts. Right? <laughs> Fart tracking. There's been about three solid ones. I don't know if anybody's going to pick up on those. I've, I've, see, I've only, I only remember yeah. the one, the one significant one that I think <laughs> – our friend with the DM was talking about. I have missed other ones. And I, I've, conf- I've confirmed too. And I'm sitting here down here drinking near beer, and um, for some reason, I've, I'm able to keep myself. Anyways, um, anyways, I, I I haven't had the the fuck ESPN thing just hasn't resonated with me for a while but fuck espn man like right, you know how much right bullshit they put me through for the last fucking month reporting reporting not speculating reporting that the niners yeah. had traded up for mac jones fuck you the, guys the, the only decent how many times being... i yelled at my kids extra because of shit like that <laughs> right <Yikes. laughs> ESPN. Family yeah, network, yeah, my yeah. ass. Uh, but honestly, Lewis Reddick is the only guy worth listening to on ESPN. He's fantastic. He's amazing. He's A+. Plus. I mean yeah. it. And he's... But and not okay, Jackgate A+, plus, like real A+. Plus. Yeah. Is, are, every, is, does, is, he's simply every rumored to be, you know, in for GM positions, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd hire him. He, he interviewed with the Niners back when they were when they hired Lynch. Uh, well yeah he's money i guess everybody else on there is terrible i was watching the draft and they told his story that somebody couldn't make it to the their draft coverage and he stepped in and he hasn't left ever since like that's how he got his break yep next man up Mm -hmm. yeah he's great i honestly i really like him um but yeah i don't know man a lot of a lot of teams drafted. I mean, a, the Bears were uh, a big team on draft day, trading up to number 11 to get Justin Fields. I mean, I don't really think their GM had a choice, right? Like, if that guy doesn't make a trade to get a quarterback in this draft, he is toast. I, I, I think he might be toast anyways. I mean, again, if they finish in third place, there's – what are they going to do? It's like they've got to 
shit can these guys eventually something's got to click i mean they're gonna they're competing for the second as if roger stays in green bay it's bears or vikings for the second spot in the nfc north Mm -hmm. and the vikings wanted to trade to trade up for justin fields the vikings drafted kellen mond yep is Kirk and they told? Oh, and here's here's something the Packers didn't do. The Vikings told Kirk Cousins, "Hey, we're gonna go get a quarterback," which yep. is the classy thing to do. Yeah, got a yeah. veteran quarterback on a big contract. You're like, hey, we're gonna go try and get it, and and then you go and get a guy who's just geometrically the polar opposite of Kirk cousins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kellen Mond is, uh, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I don't think he's going to be anything. Uh, just to just, just wildly inconsistent. I mean, his, his good fit. I mean, his like his good games, his good film is obviously really good. Whose highlights aren't, but there's a lot of games where he, uh, he just didn't show up. So, so we'll see what happens there. What's but, cool. But- What's cool. Texas A&M. Okay, yeah. Two years ago, he had an amazing game against LSU. I don't know if you guys saw that game where it was like seven <laughs> overtimes. Um, one of the best college football games in the last 20 years for sure. And he played great. Um, but other than that, I don't know. They, they won some games this year. But we'll see. I mean, he, we'll was, see. he, was, the, he was the meme. He was the guy that that he was the joke draft pick for the Niners at three. It's like Niners have moved up to select Texas A&M quarterback, Kellen Mond. That was the, that was the farcical joke. So to see the, the Vikings actually draft the guy in what the second round. The the second or third. Yeah. Day two. Like, you know, he didn't, he didn't fall, 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 but to take him in the second or third round and and then basically, you know, they're going to groom him to replace Kirk Cousins next year, maybe, or the year after. So, yeah, I mean, I mean I... I'm thrilled because if the Niners hadn't drafted a quarterback this year and Kyle Shanahan had seen that Kirk Cousins might be available in a year or two, we might have already traded for him. So I'm just happy that. I don't have to cheer for Kirk Cousins, but that's uh, that'll be interesting because, like, Kirk's a top fifteen quarterback, certainly. Is yeah. he? I guess. Yeah, it's so it's so hard. Yeah, Kellen Mond was the sixty sixth pick, so top of the third round. But the Vikings actually had a pretty decent draft. I gave them a B. They had that uh, Virginia Tech tackle fall to him at twenty three. That was a good pick. Rangy linebacker in the third round. The best offensive interior guy before the season started. Wyatt Davis, guard Ohio State. Good pass rusher from Pitt. Pitt produces good defensive linemen, obviously. And uh, this song, I'll give you guys a free one. Potentially potentially a sleeper in fantasy football. Amir Smith-Marset, Iowa wide receiver, pick number 157. So you guys can have that one. Hey, thanks, bro. Yeah. We're in like three leagues together, Doug. I know. <laughs> like, hey, the only leagues I'm in, I'm in with you. What did I just say about these teams giving out misinformation for their right. advantage? All right. right. So, again, Amir Smith-Marset, Iowa, <laughs> wide receiver. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I do think he's going to be good. Um, but, yeah, Vikings had a good draft. A lot of teams did okay. I mean, a lot of teams had a drafts. So like, I know – not everybody, all these guys are A players, but there's a lot of potential. I thought the Chiefs did really good. Dude, they've um, they've built a brick wall around Mahomes. Yeah, nobody wants to hear it, but getting a Pro Bowl left tackle, Orlando Brown, for the what 31st pick. Is that what it was? 30. I think it's yeah. 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 31st pick for that guy. Like that's a steal. They drafted the best center in the draft, uh, Creed Humphrey who I was talking about earlier. So he's either going to, I mean, and that's after they signed that blight guy from the Rams. And Thune. 
And signed Tooney from yeah Tooney from the Patriots, and they got two guys coming back from sitting out last year. So they definitely addressed the line. They got probably the most underrated, least spoken about linebacker, Nick Bolton from Missouri. Um, they got a huge upside. This guy, Josh uh, Kendo, was a five-star recruit at Florida State. He, he was pretty up and down, but he is six seven and he is fast. So it's like, holy shit, if this guy reaches his potential, he's amazing. Um, I, and then they got another five-star recruit in the seventh round, Trey Smith from Tennessee. He was supposed to be an all-world left tackle. He ended up playing guard and getting hurt a lot. So, and they got a speedy wide receiver from Clemson. So between that trade and those picks, the rich get richer. Yeah. It's like they're trying to protect their star quarterback. It's weird. Yeah. Which is what the Seahawks did when they drafted 147 pound wide receiver, you know? Yeah. That's just what, that's exactly what Russell Wilson wanted. (laughs) He was, he was all, all off season, just being like, God, if I could just get one more guy that's as big as Tyler Lockett, I might not get sacked as much. Turns out. Yeah, well, at least he can scramble around. At least he'll have time to scramble around. Broken play. Yeah. Go deep. Yep. Well, um, um, yeah. Doug, any, any, I guess any final draft thoughts? Um, I mean, for the most part, a lot of teams did well. Um, I think the I think the job. I'll say the Jets did pretty damn well. Um. So the Jets, I gave the New York Jets, let me see here, a B for their draft. Um, I'm just, I think their quarterback that they got has the highest bust potential. So that's why I gave them a B instead of an A. But if you're, <laughs> if you are uh, Darnold and you see this draft, you just got to be like, what the fuck, guys? It's like, I was there for three fucking years. Right. You guys got everything that I needed in one draft after you traded me. Like, holy shit. So, I mean, if Zach Wilson's good, they get an A. Um, I mean, every, everybody's got that X that, like, gets themselves together after the breakup. Yeah. <laughs> but they're trading up for that lineman. I mean, their left side of their line, leave, uh, what was that big yeah, dude from last Beck- year? Beckton and, uh, and then yeah, the they- – USC, USC guard, there, right? yeah. Elijah Vera Tucker, probably the best interior lineman in the draft. And then they got probably probably one of the steals of the draft in the second round, Elijah Moore, most productive slot receiver in college football last year. Had more receiving yards and touchdowns than uh, than a lot of the other top guys that went ahead of them. Yeah, they got two Michael Miss. Carters, so if the first one doesn't work out, you got the second one. There you go, <laughs> in case of emergency. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Jets Jets got better, I think. I think they hit on some good positions there. Um, Trevor, I'm sure you're happy to hear the Cowboys had a really good draft. <laughs> um, who who thought, did they take? I thought I thought the Cowboys had a really good draft. Um, they were able to trade down from ten to twelve, pick up a third round pick, and still get second best defensive, second or third best defensive player in the draft, Micah Parsons, that Penn State linebacker. Yeah. And Leighton uh, Vander, they're kicking Leighton Vander Esch to the curb, probably because of it. Uh, yeah, well, they know, they're not Micah. not picking up his fifth year option. Sorry, they're not kicking him to the curb, but yeah, no, they kicked him to the curb with their fourth round pick, Jabril Cox, another <laughs> linebacker. Um, but yeah, no, I mean Parsons trading down, still getting him, great pick. Him and I think him and Jalen Smith in the middle of that defense is a good start. They got. Good cover corners, some defensive line depth. They got two good corners. Jabril, that Jabril Cox guy fell to them in the fourth round. Everybody thought he was a second-round pick. And then they got a really good deep threat, big wide receiver from Stanford, Simi Fajiko, at 179. So I liked, I liked a lot of their picks. I thought they did well. I wonder how the draft would have shaken out specifically for Justin Fields if, if the Eagles had gone – if the Eagles had not traded up with the Cowboys, let's just say the Cowboys take Parsons. Right. That that means the Giants take Devontae Smith. Yeah. Which means that the Giants don't trade down with the Bears. 
So that right. leaves you with the Eagles at 12. And then it's like, okay, who are the Eagles picking at 12? And then I forget who had 13, but then the Vikings were at 14. Apparently they like Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. So the, that, the, the Cowboys and Eagles colluding to not let Devonte Smith go to the giants is um, probably change the draft in a big way. I'm expecting. Well, scumbags. Yeah, they definitely. Well, I mean, if you're the Cowboys, who would you rather see get a good player, the Giants or the Eagles? Yeah, I mean, well, the Eagles, the, right? The Eagles it, are farther it makes away, sense. so they. Yeah, right, so that's they what they were them. saying that that Jones, you know, was uh, thinking more about his team in this situation than he was uh, who not who to block. But then again, how do you how do you not see that that's a fucking move to fuck with the Giants? Especially yeah. after the offseason we've had, and everybody's excited. Yeah. The Eagles did pretty good. They jumped back up there to get that receiver they needed, Devontae Smith. Got an Alabama offensive lineman in the second round. They got a little scat back, Kenneth Gainwell from Memphis, who I think could be uh, I'd be a seen good him like I'd seen him mock to the Niners in a few, in a few, in a few like deep you know, seven round mock drafts. Yeah. He looks like one of those guys, like a, he looks like a Philadelphia Eagles, small running back, third down running back, like a Sproles or is it Brian Westbrook type guy? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Boston, that kid, that Boston guy too. No, the Boston yeah. Scott. Yeah. No. Yeah. Boston Scott. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I'm gonna. I I probably already talked about this at the top of the episode, but uh, um, oh, Doug, have you watched the F1 show yet? Yeah. No, I have not. I'm oh, sorry. Damn it. All right. I will. It's next on my list. Trust me. All right. Um, but we are. This is this is the last um, independent. This is the last independent, not Joe Flack of the podcast. We are. We have we have signed a uh, signed a, an agreement with Blue Wire Podcast. They're a podcast company specifically for sports out of like Silicon Valley, and uh, so we're gonna be we're going to podcast college, boys. We're gonna learn yeah. how to do this right. Gonna yeah. give me a scholarship. Yeah, you don't be learning. I'm gonna learn. So, uh, anyways, just thanks to everybody for. Thanks to you guys for doing this and thanks to everybody for listening and, and all this other stuff. And hopefully thank you, Sweden and Sweden. Oh, and Ooh, we made it into the Dominican. I think this week. Oh, really? Ranking in the Dominican. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So, uh, anywho, um, well, thank you, Nacho. This is, I mean, this is all you're doing. I just wanted to talk football. So yeah, for you to uh, yeah. for you to get this to where it is now is pretty fucking impressive, my friend. And we, let's let's take a little further. Uh, we're not done yet. Yeah, that's what that's what this is about. We're gonna you know we're gonna tr- take a real run at this and see you know it's like it's uh, there's gonna be some ads. We're gonna be doing some ad reads. Some of the fun parts will be the ones yeah. that we get to just we don't have to pre-record. We can just kind of read live. Sweet. And uh, I like it. And, and I said, what, what can and can't we do? And yep. they said, well, uh, I said, they said, I was like, make fun of the advertisers. Like, yeah, don't do that. I'm like, okay. But they're like, bring your own personality to it. I'm like, that's kind of the thing I was asking about. So make fun of the advertisers. <laughs> so We're going to um, need you to send that copy. Uh, right so i don't know how many like live ad reads they're gonna give us where we're just sitting here going like you know doing mattress commercials where i start talking about banging the moms of all my followers like i you know it's gonna be good podcast college blue wire pods thanks to blue wire podcasts hey blue wire thank you yeah we're company men now yeah yeah we're no longer we're we're part of the the podcast industrial complex at this point. So, uh, speaking of oh speaking of complexes, Trevor, I think it's time. Yes. 
I think it's, it's it just feels like that time that we would we would start. All right. All right. Here we are. Just want to talk about my New York Islanders clinching a playoff berth, beating the crosstown rival scumbag Rangers. Great season. Lots of good stuff. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com slash safety or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.